0: Hey guys, Morgan here, before we go ahead and dive into a whole new world this episode, I just wanted to address some technical difficulties Uh, first up. At some point during this recording, my microphone decided to just stop recording. So uh, about halfway through, pretty much exactly halfway through, uh, you're going to notice that I get a lot quieter or you can't hear me at all. I have tried my best to rectify this where I can, but uh, luckily for you, I am merely a guest on this episode, on this podcast. I uh, sit on back and relax and enjoy the time. So I'll be kind of like an audience member, but like an audience member who's making comments or like you can faintly hear in the background, like someone sitting behind you commenting on what you're listening to. That's me this episode. So uh, with that addressed, let's uh, go ahead and enter this whole new world. Hello and welcome to another episode of Second World Problems. Uh, I'm Morgan, doing the intro again, and with me again is the host.
1: Finley, hello!
0: Hello! <laughs> this week we are doing something, uh, the last two episodes have been uh, worlds, universes. That I've been, personally, I've been well versed on. This is a new ground for me, so I look forward to uh, learning some more about it. Uh, so yeah, if we want to kick off from there, I'll throw it to you.
1: Yeah, let's get started. So this week on Second World Problems, we're doing a a text that has a couple of different forms, but we're mainly going to talk about the television show on Netflix, mainly because that's where most people are going to be able to access it. So this week we're doing what, uh, a Chinese drama called The Untamed. It is also known as the Grand Master of Demonic Cultivation. It is just some backgrounding stuff. It was uh, The TV show is based on a Chinese web novel, which you can access online if you're into that it was then made into an animation and a comic and then following that the live action series which is more or less what we're going to be talking about today so for this episode i am the ghost general wen ning
0: and i am uh the guy who plays the. he instead of using a sword he plays the whatever the. is
1: the um, I do have the translation for it, so I don't. He plays an up.
0: instrument, and it makes the ghosts go bye bye. Yeah,
1: I can't remember. And he's like, yeah, what the
0: main character's scared of. I think I don't,
1: know.
0: or yes. in love uh, with the the kuchin. He plays the kuchin. The I don't. Kuchin. Know, I forget his name. He's Lanzan. Lanzan. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, he either the the main guy is afraid of him or was once in love with well, him. Well, we're gonna
1: get into it. I'm but he falls in it. love
0: with one of the new young. I don't know. I, re- I read an article <laughs> like because I. So I watched the first episode. Yeah. You made me watch the first episode of the anime. Yeah, I did. And then I watched the first episode of the live action, which was Sweet. just a live action version of the anime. Yep. And I, I think I enjoyed it a little more just because it was so much more dramatic. And It's, it's when, so when, dramatic. When you see someone acting crazy in an anime, it's like it's an anime. But when he's being loopy as a human, it's kind of it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I, I also think I picked up more watching yeah. the live action. I'm like, oh, so there is like a romance brewing here between the, and then I saw an article about like the, uh, the teen boy love, Ch- the, the Chinese teen boy love show you would need to watch. And I'm yeah. like, The Untamed, of course.
1: Yeah. So, um, yes, well, we'll get into it. So the world for this one is alternate historical China. Um, and I'm just going to preface before we further go further into this. Um, and, you know, Morgan... Probably goes a bit insane because he's there's a lot. I am going to say that neither of us have any Chinese background. Not
0: the way we're all.
1: Uh, so, and we're not, this is not the culture that we come from. Um, we're going to try and handle this as respectfully as we yeah. can.
0: We were brought up watching Disney's Milan. That's that's our extent.
1: And to be honest, that's probably what our pronunciations are going to sound like. Extremely incorrect. I'm going to do my best. I have put in pronunciations as best I can into my notes but that said it is we have no grounding in any any form of chinese language so we're just going to do our best um and i'm sorry if it's really bad we don't mean it okay so uh as morgan has said the story well he's covered bits and bits and pieces of the story based on what he's seen which is not very much no but um the story follows this line so um Wei Wuxian is the grandmaster who founded what's called the demonic sect. So he roamed the world, doing his thing, hated by millions of people for like uh, his what they perceived as his actions. Um, in the end, he was killed by his adopted brother and the powerful clans that combined to basically do that to murder him because they all hated him. Um, he then reincarnates into the body of a lunatic who has. Been abandoned by his clan, and then is later unwillingly taken away by the famous cultivator among the clans, Lang Wanji, or Lan Zhan, his his original arch enemy. So this marks the start of a thrilling yet hilarious journey. That involves monsters. They're solving mysteries. They're technically raising children. Interesting. They it is. Uh, in the original text, and then in some of the adaptations, it is implied that. Uh, Wei Wuxian and Lanzan are soulmates. Uh, China does China there has quite um, strict laws about what can be represented in media, so that's not so much a part of the untamed, but it like it's fairly obvious. Like there's a lot of like eye contact, yeah. but it's not they're not actually allowed to um, to show certain things. So it's not it's more like they they were enemies and then they were very very good friends, but not explicitly. Together, although yes. in the novel they are explicitly together. So, so yeah, those are the two main characters. So Wei Wuxian and then Lan Zhan, and it's the the story takes place over two separate time periods. So it's separated by a thirteen year gap. So the first time period goes from uh, Wei Wuxian's sort of teenagehood and then to his death, and then from his reincarnation until the end of the story. All right, so. Now that we've sort of covered a bit of background, because I assume no one but me is familiar with this text, um, we're going to go into our normal stuff. So initial thoughts and feelings. Um, For me, what I really enjoy about uh, this story is that in both the animation and in the live action, it has beautiful designs, so the animation is beautifully drawn. Um, It's just very nice to look at. The opening credits are quite lovely. Um, The live action has amazing costumes Mm. um, and really good... Sort of set design, and it's just—it's all very pretty to look at. Yeah,
0: the cultivators,
1: cultivators, Cultivator,
0: yeah. In the first episode, when they're like, he's like undressed and they all like because they need to like fight the demon, they throw their robes yeah. at him. It's like all billowing. It looks very cool. Yeah, very, very cool.
1: Um, they don't get naked; <laughs> they just take <laughs> no. off the top layer.
0: Yeah, and they use it as like bindings.
1: Yeah, uh, they are all forms of this. Aside from the translation of the novel, obviously, are uh, subbed, and that may deter people, but. Um, personally, I think that shouldn't stand in the way of you absorbing a really good story and consuming something that is outside your normal. Um, for us, it would be Western American sort of uh, experience. And the other thing I have to say is that the CGI and the live action can be a bit whack at times. And, it's um, not great. It's not. It's I'd, fine, though. I mean, it, if you've ever seen like Merlin, the BBC, it's like... Slightly better, but on par with that. Um, And if you're willing to watch um, and enjoy The Mummy 1999 calling back to our last episode, you can deal with the CGI because it's like you dealt with that. And Mummy Imhotep is not great at CGI.
0: All
1: right. So invention. So the type of story that The Untamed uh, is, I suppose, the genre of it, um, I suppose, in Chinese literature, is known as Zanzia or um, Shansia. It has a basis in the history and traditions of China, obviously. It's a genre of Chinese fantasy specifically in ve- um, influenced by Chinese mythology, Taoism, Buddhism, Chinese martial arts, and traditional chi- um, Chinese medicine. The protagonists are usually cultivators who seek to become immortal. So you practice um, some form of cultivation, so usually some sort of spiritual practice, in order to become immortal and uh, either ascend, to become a god, or attain it. A- and in uh, this show, they literally life.
0: just called them cultivate some of the people cultivators. They haven't come with another name. They're just cultivators. Well,
1: so anyone who practices cultivation is a cultivator. Yeah. And then you have your sect if you're part of a of a, of a land and you're you're not roaming. So upon potentially becoming a mortal or um, practicing cultivation, you can also obtain supernatural powers and incredible levels of strength. Um, the fictional cont- cultivation practice in um, Shanxia is heavily based on the real life meditation practice of Qigong, which both me and my mum used to do in our pajamas in our lounge room.
0: <laughs> or that is Kui Gong, which is a Jedi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Qigong is the Chinese discipline devoted to the development of understanding, awareness, and the harmonizing of one's mind, body, and qi, and spirit. It plays a strong part in um, Zen Buddhism and Taoist philosophy, as well as traditional Chinese medicine and Chinese martial arts. So that's where that's sort of drawing from. The stories that form up this genre usually include elements such as gods, immortals, demons, devils, ghosts, monsters, magical treasures, immortal items, medicinal pills, and the like. So they um, take place in a cultivational world. So this one does obviously that, where cultivators engage in fierce and usually deadly struggles to acquire the resources they need to grow stronger. Oftentimes, the initial setting is reminiscent of ancient China, it is, but the stories usually become cosmic in nature, not necessarily in this one, uh, with the protagonists attaining godlike abilities, sometimes creating their own planets, galaxies, or universes. While the primary focus is action adventure, there are also romance heavy stories. This one is, I would say, primarily action adventure, but there is romance in some versions. So, the main invention of this, I suppose, for us is that we don't encounter these elements in Western fiction. We don't, or we don't even consider potentially the way that they're used. So um, for instance, this, these stories can like have, like for instance, in this one, you'll encounter the first corpse, um, the ghost General Wen Ning. And he is probably what we would term a zombie, but he, it's very differently presented in this sort of fiction. So it's because it's different from our perspective. It's got quite a high level inve- of invention, I would say, just because it's not something that we would encounter in Western yeah. fiction. I get you. Completeness. Well, uh, look, um, if some of this is going to be a bit hard for us to judge because again, we're coming from a different cultural standpoint. I would say that as, an, as it is in a very emotionally rich and real story, um, exploring the concepts of good and evil and all the gray areas in between. That's the main point of the story. So while we do well, what we do see in the show indicates like a very inhabited world it's more historical than necessarily fantastic uh, in many ways like that's what the world is like it's, it's it feels like it's set in ancient China it just happens to also yeah. be supernatural so it's not the completeness is as like it's what you would expect of ancient historical yeah. China it just so happens that there's also ghosts and stuff there as well
0: it's, Yeah like the stuff they believe in is real yeah. in this world.
1: Exactly. Um, consistency, again, um, I'm not really questioning the structure of this world too much because it's fantasy from a different culture and not one that I am I have a lot of experience with. So I'm not as familiar with certain things. So I'm not really questioning like how believable it is because not coming from any sort of Chinese yeah. background, I don't know whether or not it's in line with others of that form i have read other things um by the author who wrote this and seen some of her um, like the animation adaptions but it's consistent in the style of the author i know that yeah but beyond it also that, doesn't like
0: it doesn't throw a spanner into the works of what i think i understand no it's it like doesn't pres- oh that's completely different
1: anything strange like anything unknown about yeah. the world that we would assume is happening
0: yeah, it's like, yeah, it's not like one of them's wearing something crazy that I'm like, I don't believe that the Chinese ever wore that. It's like, no, nah, this pretty much falls in line with what I think I understand about it. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's, there's really nothing that we're questioning in this one. It's fairly consistent and fairly contained within its own story. So, that's why. So, we'll move on to setting. So, nature and setting. Uh, as we said, it's historical China. There are a number of sects which take up the... Um, like the land mass, but it's not, yeah, it's not really mappable to like any sort of ancient Chinese actual place. Yeah, I would say. It's just say. like these
0: people have this territory, this area. Yeah, and this, these people have this So there,
1: area. But there are different territories. They're ruled by sects. They're divided or they're titled by their place name and then the family name of the leader of that sect or clan is also another way you could understand it. So um, these sects are. Sects are Be very careful. I'm trying. (laughs) So there's um, Yunmeng Jiang, Langling Jin, Gu Su Lan. uh, And now now we're getting to the two that I actually have lots of trouble with. But um, Ching Hu Ni uh, and Tishan Wan. And my pronunciation of these are going to change all the time, especially when it comes to um, Tishan Wan, because I read that as when. Yeah. And that's probably what I'm going to end up (laughs) saying. (laughs) Um, and then so the sects correspond to territories. Those territories have usually a sort of feature to them that makes them distinct. So, for instance, Gusu is called the Cloud Recesses. It is a mountain base, lots of trees, lots of waterfalls. Langlin is um, called Carp Tower. It is a very wealthy sect. It's more like a fortress than like um, any sort of natural man-made like, home like the others yeah. have. Uh, Qinghei, or Qinghu, sorry, like I said, I'm really bad with this one, is they occupy what's called the unclean realm. We don't see much of it in the drama or in the animation. We only see random cities, more or less, and they just look like what you would expect a city to look like. And then there's um, Newmong, which is Wei Xian's clan, Gusulan is Lanzanz if you didn't get that from his last name. <laughs> so Yumang is Lotus Pier or Lotus Cove. And that's sort of like, it's a river-based city. Um, lots of like waterways and sort of ports and a very sort of laid back sort of... Chill. Chill vibe, you know. not uh, Wei Wuxian was not doing a lot of work there in his childhood. Um, and then there's um, Tishan, which is the bad clan the evil guys and they have nightless city which is basically another fortress but this time it's dark and has lots of fires in the night and it's super like i'm not gonna lie it's super cool yeah
0: it sounds like my vibe
1: but they're that's the bad bad guys oh yeah all right so the rules of this world are that cultivators possess a spiritual core which they cultivate using various method- methods, according to their sect, each having their own traditions and preferred spiritual tools. So, Gusulan are well known for their musical cultivation, which is why um, Morgan mentioned Lanzan cultivates using the kuchin, um, which is a seven or eight-stringed instrument. It looks a bit like a um, harp, but you're holding it in your hand. Yeah, you can it's just like Google
0: a harp. It. Uh, it's like a harp glockenspiel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly the hybrid that it is <laughs> so cultivators do this to eventually send to the state of immortality there are two paths of cultivation so there's the correct path of normal spiritual cultivation which is what everyone in the show is doing and then there's the path which way Xian becomes the master of which is demonic cultivation which is then why they have an issue with him because it's not the correct path the two use opposing forces to function so that ties in the idea of the yin and the yang so demonic cultivation harnesses resentful energy, which can make it harmful to the user, but it does not require a golden core, the home of spiritual power, to use. Regular cultivation needs, means you have to have a spiritual core in order to use it. So normal people cannot become cultivators. You already have to have formed. You have to have the basis of a spiritual core, yep. and it has to grow stronger as you get older. The main demonstrations of cultivation techniques are the story in the story are sword arts, talismans, spiritual weapons... Um, so we've already talked about Lanzan's Kuchin, but Jiang Chang, um, who is Wei Wuxian's adopted brother, he has a purple whip which um, in its standard shape is just a ring and that transforms into a whip when it's unleashed and it's pretty cool. It's called Zerdi'an. It means purple lightning because it also like it like gets covered in purple lightning. It's really cool. Sounds cool. cool. Yeah. Um, So that's another sort of spiritual weapon that's handed down from his mother. So that's a family heirloom. Um, And the last sort of one that you see is spiritual arrays. And as I've mentioned, the timeline is split in two with a 13 or so gap time period between the two parts of the story. Okay. So culture, um, we've already talked a bit about the inhabitants, but um, uh, the clans or the sects are run by leaders in a primogeniture format. So it passes from usually father to son, um, or, you know, closest family member. So one leader passes it on to his son or a brother passes it on to their younger brother, depending on, you know, where we are in the family tree. In the past, uh, past timeline, or the, you might say the first timeline, the sec leaders are for Yunmeng, it's Jiang Fiangmen, who is Jiang Jiang Cheng's father. And Wei Wuxian's adoptive father, there's um, for Langling, it's um, Jing Guangshan. For Gusu, it's um, Lan Chen. Um He's the only one who remains sect leader in both timelines. For for Qinghu, um, it's um, and I also have trouble with this because I want to read it as Nai, but it's Ni Minjue. And for Tishan, it's um, Wan Ruohan. And then in the future timeline, we have Jiang Cheng for Yumeng, Jing Guang Yao for Len Ling, Ni Huai for Jing um, Hu, and the Wen sect has been completely destroyed. Ooh, so, um, sex, train cultivators, normal people live normal lives. There are a bunch of supernatural creatures and occurrences that cultivators trained to deal with. So they also make up the inhabitants. So the main types in this story are fierce corpses. So there's a reanimated corpses which can be controlled by a creator and do their will. Otherwise, they just wander around and sort of are nuisances and scare people. And it's not a fun time for most. One of the characters, Wen Yang, who is a fierce corpse that through the work and skill of Wei Wuxian, was able to regain his consciousness after death and then serves as sort of his general and friend. Cool. Well, they were friends beforehand, but now he's also like super strong <laughs> and can like is really good at killing people. So he's also his general.
0: Good kind of friend to have.
1: Yeah. Another inhabitant is so um, Jing Ling, who is Jiang Cheng's nephew and the future leader of the Langling Jin sect, has a magical dog named Fairy. Uh, it's not really magic, but it's also it, they call it also a spiritual dog, but that sounds weirder. It basically has a heightened sense for spiritual stuff, and it adds drama because it leads various characters to other to other characters or to things that are happening at important times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's basically a plot we device. Call him the, dog. <laughs> the the plot device the plot dog. dog. <laughs> yeah, the plot dog, and it also adds. He also adds. I think it's he. Maybe it's a she. But the dog adds comedy because Wei Wuxian is famously afraid of dogs. Crazy. Yep. So it's hard. It's hard for him when he's just come back from the dead into someone else's body. But everyone said like, and by everyone, I mean Jiang Cheng, who's really mad at him. And Lan Zhan, who he thinks is really mad at him. They both know it's still him. And they think, and he thinks they hate him. But also he's failed the dog test to prove that he's definitely not afraid of dogs. And he's definitely not Wei Wuxian, he who was definitely afraid of dogs. Um, and it's not important to the story in any way, but Jiang Gi- Cheng's childhood dogs were named Jasmine, Princess, and Love. And I just think it's funny that Jingling's dog is named Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> very
0: interesting dog names. Yeah.
1: Well. Yes. They're just, I don't know, they're just all soft names, and these are just not soft people. Jiang Gi- Cheng's character is very angry, and so is Jingling, and the, the, they call their dogs like Love and Fairy. Anyway, it's not important, but it's interesting, yeah, I'm just trying to convince everyone to, to get into this because <laughs> um, it's really good. If
0: uh, if the bump in numbers goes up after this if it comes out, they
1: can. Uh... Yeah, thank me. I did all of the work. Um, so we've already talked a bit about the society, but each sect is responsible for the area of land that they their territory, and they have to monitor supernatural creep creatures and happenings and deal with them so they often go on expeditions to, I don't know, put down a mob of fierce cor- corpses that are terrorising the people um, and these expeditions are referred to as night hunts, which is just a cool term. Aside from the, the sects who train cultivators, there are also nomadic cultivators who just roam around and do these things for, for their living and they don't belong to any sect but they'll do the same things, they just do it while walking around with a stick going on a trail hike and another interesting thing is that while most sects cultivate with the use of the Chinese double-edged straight sword or just what we would think of as a sword Sword, the I want to say nai but it's not the 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 near I'm sorry The I sect cultivate um fierce spirits with um a Chinese Single-edged saber, which is a big fucking sword, and it requires much greater strength and a more violent fighting style, which is why they're known for regre- their aggression and violence in battle. But it also means that, due to this violent ki- cultivation style, the sabers used by this sect eventually begin to affect their own a state of mind, much like demonic cultivation can affect your mind. And all of their leaders have eventually grown irritable, irritable and died of ki- uh, chi deviation as a result, which um. If I remember, in the untamed means you bleed from the eyes and go crazy. Yeah, maybe
0: just use a double-edged sword.
1: <laughs> but they're so good in battle; <laughs> they kill so many people. And really also, Minjue is a badass. Like I, I, can't like he like I can't fault him. He does make some iffy choices, but I can't fault him. He's a he's a tough dude. So in terms of history, there's no point trying to line up the history of this world with the history of our world just because. I couldn't I just couldn't I'm not someone better than me can probably do it and you are welcome but I'm not going to <laughs> I did treat see if it, if anything correlated to an actual year in Chinese history I couldn't find one so I'm just going to basically um, go through spoilers and discuss the first timeline as basically the history that sets up the second timeline. Although a few interesting points, we do learn in the text that Gusulan's first, the founder of their sect was a musician, and that they have a history of suffering in love, which is why Lanzan suffers with Wei Wuxian until Wei Wuxian realizes that they're actually in love with each other like a million years too late and after he's already died once. And the only other one we know about is that the Night clan's predecessor was a butcher, but cool. this everything else is more concerned with more immediate history. So, um, if you're actually going to watch this, I doubt you are, but um, spoilers for basically the first half of the story. So the story begins, Wei Wuxian, um, you find out, was orphaned as a child. He was living on the streets until Jiang um, Fengmian took him in and raised him. His natural talent at cultivation meant that although he was treated as a brother to both Jiang children, there was a big rivalry between Wei Wuxian and Jiang Chang, which then contribute to the miscommunication between them that has followed them their entire lives, but got definitely worse during the Sunshot campaign, which we'll find out a bit more later. Actually, right now. Right now. now. So the Sunshot campaign, so um, uh, there started to become sort of some tensions with the sects, particularly uh, the Wen sect. They started to want to... Uh, gain more power, so under Wen Rohan's leadership, his eldest Wen Su, but down Gusu land's cloud recesses after a false acu- accusation of wrongdoing, and then they sent envoys to many sects of the cultivation world demanding that they turn over a number of disciples to be properly trained by their superior methods, um, and it had to include at least one member of the sect family, which was not ideal, because that meant they basically had a bunch of hostages. Yeah. During this time that they're that, so Wei Wuxian and Jiang Cheng both go to the Wen sect. During this time, before the Sunshot campaign actually truly begins, Wen Chao, who is Wen Su's younger brother, yeah, we're getting there. Wen Chao um, basically takes a bunch of disciples from other sects to defeat a legendary beast called the Tortoise of Slaughter. Um, when the beast made itself known inside the cave, the members of the Wen sect escaped, because Wen Chao is a coward, leaving the other st- disciples inside the cave. When we Wen we Sien and Lan help the other disciples escape and remain in the cave, injured after distracting the monster. And then eventually they team up to kill the beast and are rescued, which makes them basically heroes of legend, because they're about 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, really... Bad time that they all went through uh, when Rohan attempted to expand his power by setting up supervisory offices, basically taking over other sects. And uh, when he went, to, when he sent Wen Chao to do so in Lotus Pier, Wen Chao massacred everyone <laughs> except for Jiang Cheng, Wei Wuxian, and um, their sister Jiang Yanli. And that's the start of the, the when the actual Sunshot campaign was launched again against Wen Rohan and the Wen Sect. Uh, It's called the Sunshot Campaign because their motif or their banners were a sun. So it's uh, shooting down the sun. Following the massacre at Lotus Pier, it's not going so good for a lot of our guys. Jiang Chang loses his golden, golden core during the battle at the hands of the Core Melting Hand, a guy with dope powers. Um, but he sucks because he works for the Wens. But basically, if he touches you, he can dissolve your golden core with a single touch.
0: You just can't cultivate
1: anymore? Y- Yeah, that's it. You're done. You're a normal person. Go, huh? Yeah. So um, Wen Ning assists Wei Wuxian rescue Jiang Cheng when he's captured by the Wens. And then his sister um, Wen Ting, the most badass woman ever, who is also a doctor, performs an operation to remove Wei Wuxian's golden core and transfer it to Jiang Cheng. So that way he can cultivate again, but he does it without telling Jiang Cheng that that's what he's doing.
0: How did do they do, how do? they get
1: him to do that? <laughs> so they basically construct a plot, so uh, w- which is quite convoluted. But basically, um, Wei Wuxian's mother was a roaming cultivator who was trained under the like under the mastership of an immortal. So Wei Wuxian says, "I bet the immortal who trained my mother could get your golden core back." And he's like, but you have to go up this mountain blindfolded with a stick and then, like, she'll just find you. So instead, so they blindfold him and send him up a random mountain and at the top, um, when Ting is waiting for him and she pretends to be the immortal and they drug him and do the operation. Why? And Wei, Wei Xian has to stay awake during the entire operation rather than having any drugs and it's supposed to be very painful. So... You can see why they have, as brothers, some issues. Anyway, following the operation, Wei Wuxian is then captured by Wen Chao. Again, Wen Rohan's second son and long-time asshole, as I'm sure you've noticed. Um, and then he's thrown into what's called the Burial Mounds, which are basically, it's basically a huge graveyard filled with resentful energy. And without his golden core, he basically learns to harness the resentful energy there and emerges three months later. Um, with the ability to raise and control fierce corpses with his flute, um, Changting. And he also creates the Stygian Tiger Seal, which is a magical device which helps him harness the resentful energy. He then basically kills all the Wens in horrific ways, and the war comes to, to a close, and then the real politics begins. Uh, the main events that lead to his death are that he has the Stygian Tiger Seal and won't give it up to um, Jing Guangshan, who wants it. He chooses to protect Wenqing and Wenning and the other Wen refugees who had nothing to do with the war but end up basically in slave camps for the Jin clan. And following that, he does lose control of the resentful energy on the way to his nephew Jingling's some sort of celebration. For for him, on the way there, he's ambushed by by members of the Jin clan, and he loses control of the resentful energy. And Wen Ning accidentally shoves his fist through um his his brother-in-law's chest and kills him. Yeah. And then all sex except for Lanzan, who is in love with Wei Wuxian since forever ago, they declare war on Wei Wei Wuxian and go to lay siege at the burial mounds where he has been protecting the Wen refugees. Uh, and then they kill him. And then 13 years later, when he's just been chilling around whatever afterworld they have, a cultivator called Mosinu uses a sacrificial ritual to summon him back into his body, therefore sacrificing his own soul in the process.
0: It's a lot there. there is a lot. <laughs>
1: and there's, there's like a lot more. I just skimmed the main points. But it's just... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's the history is wild. So much happens, but it's also like very compelling.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I wanna I do definitely wanna watch more
1: of it. Um so the language is obviously Chinese. I can't say more than that. I don't speak or read Chinese. The there are only two real mentions of mythology that I could pick out, but if you're if you've noticed other ones, you're welcome to I don't know, write in, I guess. But um the two main ones are, so the separation of heaven and earth in Chinese mythology is a popular theme in Zanzia. It often deals with gods and immortals. It's not necessarily part of this one. Immortals too tend to just chill out on earth. But um, the author of this novel has another n- novel called Heaven Official's Blessing, which has more of these themes as it deals directly with an immortal god, Celion, um, and the ghost king, crimson rain, sort flower, Hua Shang. And I also recommend that's got an animation coming out this year, and I would recommend because it's a really good, another really good story. Any story that involves a character who's a ghost king can be. Cool. The only really mention in this thing of any sort of Chinese mythology that I could find is that at one point they go to a Guanyin temple, and it's sort of the setting for the climax of the story. Um, Guan Yin is a, a person in Buddhist sort of mythology, so... Um, uh, basically a Buddha in the making, so a person motivated by supreme compassion. She is associated with the, Ma- the Mahayana Buddhists, and she's commonly known as the goddess of mercy. Her main aspect is compassion. Um, the modern figure of Guan Yin contains all the positive aspects of womanhood and femininity, but she's more like a mother than a wife, which is topical to the story because in the text, the temple is built on the remains of a brothel. Uh, which Jin Gunyao's mother used to work at and the status of the goddess is made to repre- to resemble her. From memory, I believe this is so she can receive the worship that Jin Gunya- Gunyao believes she deserved in death, even if she couldn't have it in life. Yeah, if you're going to watch more, like, Jin, Jin Gunyao is an interesting character. Yeah. And now we get to philosophy and themes. Uh, wrapping up the end of this episode because, you know, I- it's a little bit... This one's a little bit different because it's not something we're as familiar with. It's a bit dense as well, but still very interesting. Yeah. So philosophy and themes. So Obviously good versus evil, as in every single thing. But this one has a bit more um, to do with the shades of grey. Way we see it in particular. He sort of has to navigate what he thinks is right and what the world tells him is right, which also is in the next point. So doing what you know is right, even when the world is against you. And in his case, literally, the world is against him and they hunt him down and kill him.
0: But well, they just hate him. And when he comes back, they're like, oh, they hate
1: me. Yeah. I mean, he. yeah, they do. Every, it's, it's. yeah, it's a bit like everyone's like, oh, you I wish you end. You suck. <laughs> and he's like, but I didn't do anything wrong.
0: It was protecting people.
1: Yeah. But... Yeah, it makes me some of it really makes me really angry, like the fact that Jiang Chang just couldn't stand by him, even though he was doing what was right. Jiang Chang was just like, No, I have to be a good sect leader. And I'm like, I get that, but he's your brother. <laughs> Which brings us to duty to family and clan versus duty to individuals in need. Yeah,
0: I can see how that would be a big one in this.
1: Love is stronger than death. Um, there's also a bit of the red thread of fate between where we see Lan and Lanzan. That's mainly for them, but also I suppose a lot of characters die leaving behind people so that then have to find a way to be or find a way to continue on whether that's through an elaborate plot of revenge or just through like holding on to what you have left yeah that's a that's a that's a bit of a aside from we see Wuxian and Lan and who are obviously in love with each other that's a bit more of a subtle theme for everyone else yeah. but you might notice it in a character like at the end near who's with Hui Sang, because he has quite a prominent place in the story that you don't notice until the end. Um, and then there's obviously communication with your family and <laughs> with your family and significant other is important. And many issues can be avoided if you just talk about your you problems. Don't
0: talk about the problems. You need to do
1: that. Yeah, people talk about your problems more, um, especially with your family and friends. Yeah, then you wouldn't have these issues. Or cool. like, yeah, where we see in Jiang Chang is like one of the. What are the most fraught don't, relationships?
0: Don't, if, let's just put it: if your you're brother or sister or sibling needs a, needs a heart transplant, and you're like, I'm going to give you my heart, just just tell Should them. just don't tell them. Tell them to go up a mountain and then give them it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then just say, and then pretend you're fine, even though you just gave them your heart, yeah. and you're now dying <laughs> in their place. Wild. Wow. Yeah. So just talk to each other, guys. I will also. My final one is that this passes the Frankenstein, Frankenstein solve tests, uh, which is the main problem with Frankenstein is that when he awakens his undead creature, he's like, oh, disgusting, and then runs away. <laughs> Whereas, if you're going to do, if you're going to bring someone back to life from coarse composite, as in Frankenstein, or back from the dead as as a fierce corpse, as in Wending, my favorite character. You have to love your own dead buddy, yeah, which way Wisien does. That's
0: good. I like that test. I hope it comes up again on the show. <laughs> it's a good like so- bring test. A good
1: Frankenstein solved test. come
0: back, support them. don't, yeah. just don't run away. Yeah, don't, you don't. you got to love them. They've just yeah. come back from the dead they're going through a lot. Yeah,
1: don't freak out and run away and then leave them on their own. Love them. Be their friend. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, thank you for that. That is definitely, like, I was interested in it, but learning more, I'm like, I want to go and see how it plays out. I want
1: everyone to watch this. If you're listening to this show, you have to watch this.
0: And uh, if you want some more information, there'll be links in the description, uh, Mm. as always. Yes. Uh, We've got a couple of, I think something that just talks about the synopsis and novel trends, just all about it. We've got a glossary of
1: terms and a pronunciation. So easy, easy. there's a link to the an action so the link the first the first link is actually a link to the novel translation if you want to read it and a link to the comic if you want to read that. I haven't provided a link to the animation. You can find that on your own. Should be pretty easy. And then the Untamed is currently on Australian Netflix. It's fifty episodes long, but totally worth it. They're about 45 minutes each. And they're wild. Like, it's just so... They're so good. The clothes are amazing. The way we see him being a crazy person is amazing.
0: Yeah, watching him just, like, cruise around is, like, weird. And as soon as he realizes, like, the person he's in is kind of crazy, he yeah. just hands it up a bit more. He's like, oh, you yeah. can get away with it.
1: Yeah, it's he's like, like oh. oh, everyone thinks he's insane? I will be insane then. <laughs> and he's just normally a pretty... He's, like, he's a goof. Um, And all the actors are, like... I don't know. I, when they smile, or just like, oh, nice smiles. Yeah. And then there's just a glossary of terms in case you're wondering about, you know, um, anything to do with Shanshya um, or this genre. Um, and you want to look a bit further into that. And you're like, I don't understand what they said when they said this. I've got a glossary of terms and a pronunciation guide, um, which I tried to use for this episode. To the best of my ability, and I apologize if we have any Chinese listeners. I am sorry.
0: But basically, you have no reason not to ro- watch it. We've given you all the tools you need. Correct. And uh, thank you for telling us all about it. Thank you for coming on today. It was my job uh, coming
1: my- on to my own show. Yeah,
0: coming on to your own show it's because you make me open and close. I, I really, do. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for letting me on and <laughs> your own show and opening and close and for expanding my mind. But uh, it is my birthday soon. And we yes, have a good time we are. And we'll be back uh, maybe sooner, maybe later. Maybe sooner, on maybe what's later.
1: Going on in the world. We're, yeah, we're at a, what about a tricky place in the world we at the moment? We might be doing
0: more shows in a smaller period of time or we might be doing further out.
1: We'll yeah, we'll again. see. We'll, everyone has to, you know, stay on their toes at this time in the world. Make sure you wash your hands, guys.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, if this is a show about world building. Let's keep our world built <laughs> the way
1: it is. I think we should end on that. That's great.
0: <laughs> this has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.